サードコーストベースラジオラディオスサヘルサリソベース第三海岸第一收音機トリーチラジオバスギターレバシシルバスラディオカテオイオー Sorry. Every time. What it is, y'all? Third Coast Base Radio, Season 4, Episode 33. It's your boy's Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And yo, we came here with a special episode. Me and Kid Luna, we're gonna talk about the vision for a little bit. Then after that, we got your boy Kid and Matthias to come and shut shit down. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Yo, what it is? Third Coast fam, it's your boy Metaphysic, and w e here with your boy Kid Luna as well with a special episode. We came here to talk about Third Coast Base Radio as it was, as it shall be, as it is going to be. What's up, Luna? How you doing, bro? Yo, what's good, bro? How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling excellent, man.、Um, I gotta say, this is pretty dope because we haven't done anything like this. Or, I mean, even our first episode, when I go back to the archives, sitting in the same room, but I feel like we haven't really spoken about, like, you know, what Third Coast Space Radio is. You know what I mean? The vision, yes. The idea, everything. It works, man. You want to get into it? Let's get into it, man. It's going to be a little special, special little episode today.、Um... We're going to talk about the vision that we've had for Third Coast Base Radio and a little bit of the history of how it's become to be. You know, it's interesting because <coughs> when I think about, like, kind of just where everything really started,、um, basically, it, it seems like we had the idea that, you know, we were going to a bunch of shows and see the same people on the same lineups. All the time, you see the same people getting recycled, rehashed, re everything. But、mm -hmm. honestly, you know, when we first started, like the idea of Third Coast Base Radio, it really, <clears throat> like the, the music was definitely probably about 50% of the project, you know what I mean? But like when we first started, like, didn't we originally like want to incorporate, like, wasn't it supposed to be like a news program? Like, what, like how did this shit start? <laughs> I mean, Well, really, bro, it started at your,、uh, started at your house. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it started it... at your house, man. And it was uh, um, more than just two people, believe it or not, really. It was like, man, it was like a whole, it was like a, it was like a whole gang of people, basically. But what happened was we had this vision for Third Coast Space where we wanted to like curate, like, A space for not just only music, but like just diverse music and like a place to, for our friends to be able to like showcase like their work and just kind of have their spotlight. And like we kind of wanted to cultivate that in a, in a way of like having a podcast and an actual show that you can go to, which we did. We, you know, we had like. I mean, we started out doing a couple shows、uh, before we even <laughs> had consistent episodes coming out.、Uh, and that shit was a whole ordeal. 
it's interesting though like like at it, it became like so you know when we first had the like idea form within the brainstorming we originally wanted to be you know kind of stationed just to texas right because third coast is texas so the idea was to showcase original art from you know a bunch of texas music artists we wanted to incorporate like the culture um of what was going on and kind of report that at the time that was kind of in the brainstorm session so like the original idea was basically just to be like an all-encompassing um hub to say right um just of music of culture of texas um but you know let me ask you like how do you feel about you know that idea when it was first pictured you know i mean you know it when i when i pictured it like it all it was kind of like that you know at the start i mean it was kind of texas like centered but um i mean we kind of branched out pretty quick pretty quick man i mean Yeah. Uh, it, it really didn't take too long um i guess just how we formatted it to like branch out uh i mean just the way it did you know it's like we had who was it like austin austin guy burns yeah, was we that have the Austin, Austin and Nick P and well if I'm not mistaken Nick P and Dekevian, he was going by Goman Hira at the time. I think that was our very seller, Austin Godburn and Nick P. And then we had Dekevian um, on the second episode. But uh, that's when we were still doing it in the trailer park. Shout out trailer park um, on the microphone, remember? <laughs> Yes, sir, bro. You know, I dude, that was it. The episode uh, with Nick and um, with I, th I think uh, Evolve was that that episode we wasted that whole recording, um, the whole pizza. We got the pizza and everything, and then we can't even use none of it. Like Yeah, we basically it was a it was a very we. <laughs> foul it was a foul recording, and I remember spending like two and a half hours like trying to do something with this, and I was like, "Listen, it's just not gonna happen." Bro, realistically, do you think we would <laughs> be able to even do it in that format like that? well, here's the thing: time and space is super hard, so. For everyone to get in the same room and space, I think it's very possible. But shit, dude, we're, you know, 12 hours apart by a drive. I'm in Colorado, you're in Texas. So that's hard in itself. I could probably sit in a room with someone while you sit in a room with someone. But yeah, I mean, I think we could still make it happen. It's about getting logistics down. You know what I mean? that too yeah and that's nearly impossible um <laughs> with everybody's Yeah. complicated lives these days man honestly Yeah, that's probably if if I want to like, you know, kind of send a grievance out, just that's the hardest thing about this podcast. Other podcasts, they usually just perform the other person's music and they probably already have like a recorded interview, but like for us, you know, kind of like scheduling with the artist making sure that we can align with it. That's literally the fucking hardest part. Some artists want to do things along with their promo. Some artists fucking thing. And then all of a sudden they don't more. 
So that's that's probably the hardest part of our podcast. Only trying to motivate these schedules, bro. Like that can be such a pain. But like, did you have like any fears trying to put this pro like to put Third Coast Base Radio together? Like, because honestly, I wasn't even thinking about the scheduling. You know, yeah, um, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that when we when we started doing this. Like, yeah, I believe when the idea be like came into fruition, like when I felt the need, like me and you and other people who shall not be named, otherwise we get sued type shit. When we started thinking about the project, um, I, I didn't think that that would be an issue whatsoever because there is an abundance of musical artists everywhere and that's the funny thing because we can find all the artists but you know life happens and i think you know honestly like my like initial fears at the time um my initial fear when i created and you know me and you when we did the thing like i, I think it was more so just like will people listen will me and you be able to obtain the audience that we do um, or will we just be kind of like another, you know, another brick in the wall? I think that was my initial fear. Um, but what about you? I, I guess I wouldn't say I, I had that fear, you know, because um, I mean, like, I, I guess, I guess, I, I guess I didn't have, I guess I didn't have the fear of putting the work in, because like, you kind of have to have that same type of mindset to, um, you know, create anything with your the limited amount of time you have, you know, yeah, for for any amount of day. You know, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it was just more about worrying about people's commitment, you know, because it's like, you know, if you put in 100%, you know, you want everybody to put in 100% too. So, like, sometimes, like, it can be hard, I guess, like, like, I guess with any relationship you get into, you know, you have that type of fear, like, because it still amounts up to time too, you know, so. For sure. And it's it's been a very interesting run with me and you because a lot of people, and I guess that's just business advice, you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. say, don't go, don't go into business with your best friend or whatever. And um, I'm going to be real, um, you know, like I, I felt that because we, we've involved onto the project and <clears throat> it turned out to be, you know, unbeknownst to what we really envisioned in the first place you know but let me ask you like you with us doing this do you have any regrets you know doing this with me man because shit dude me? you're my bestie bro no dude i go all in if i'm gonna do something i go all in bro what's what's the point i mean like why i mean what's the point of regretting it you know what i mean like you see yeah. my body i'm in tattoos like nigga i don't i don't give a fuck <laughs> And I mean, I don't, and I don't mean it like in a negative way. It's just kind of like, um, if, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, cause like not only doing this project, bro, like doing this, like I have, um, discovered so much more about myself too, you know? So like, I've got value out of this, whether, you know, I've, I couldn't regret it because I've, I've gotten value out of it either way, you know? So.
Yeah, and it's just been a very hard, it's been a very hard, like, like just from, from ground zero to where we are. I mean, I deny to get, you know, fucking so many artists to submit that much music and like talk to all people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, dude, but you know, like it made me really also like in hindsight, looking back at all this, it's just like, yeah, if you, you know, you know, really believe in something and you put energy into it. Yeah, man, you can grow something out of nothing like every time, you know, but and if you it is one thing I noticed, too, in like in our stories, like if you hear like some of our episodes, like a lot of people have that in common, you know, in the podcast. kind of like it you know it's beneficial to i mean it's it's pretty beneficial like for me like for instance like let's say a day like i'm in a rut dude i can pop on any one of our episodes and be like damn you're right because it's they everyone speaks facts like Yeah, you, it's you know and you can literally apply that to your your everyday life if you wanted to and we did this for the podcast and we've done it for our music yeah. and You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, it just kind of, it just kind of opened my mind to a lot of possibilities, I guess, I want to say. So, No, but. I agree with that, man. Um, sincerely, every time that I listen to any episode of our podcast, And I mean, don't get me wrong, the mixes are phenomenal. It's always, it's it's amazing to hear an artist Spectacular. give us, uh, just give us a little piece of themselves. But, you know, when we ask for those like little nuggets, those little gems of wisdom, um, I think that is, and that's, well, I'm a little bit biased because I love getting that knowledge about who the person is just Mm as -hmm. an artist and how they are. But when they tell me about the steps of their journey and how they feel about, you know, just what they've done and the knowledge that they share to other producers, I think that's probably the most crucial moment because everyone's Most definitely. journey is, everyone's journey is different. And um, when they share that nugget, it's just, it's gold. I look at it as like a little goal, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's but that man, that's not easy too. So I really understand. Like the ones that can do it, like you know, shit. I I look up to them because it's not easy, either. You know, especially when you're like, you got the spotlight, and then it's like, you know, like fucking drop some <laughs> some knowledge or some wise ass shit off the top of your head. Like man, what? Now. <laughs> oh, dude, that's probably the funniest part when we get a couple drops a second and then they give you two words and then they stop talking and they're like, okay, bet. You know, it's <laughs> I love that a lot, you know. Yeah, dude, I mean, I don't know, I, I, it's pretty, I listen to some of our episodes, they're pretty inspiring, you know, um, like, I, I've met somebody at work that I, I, you know, that's looking into getting into music, and, you know, they're young, and whatnot, but I'm like, yo, check out this <laughs> podcast, man, because they'll let you know the journey, bro, <laughs> they'll let Yeah, you know, um, I think I think we've honestly gotten like, I mean, the amount of wisdom that these producers are giving to people who maybe want to jump into the scene for the first time or young and up and coming people who are aspiring. Um, we got basically like at least like 
10 to 15, maybe even 20 tenants of producing or following your dreams, if that doesn't even necessarily have to be producing, right? No, you know, it's really just kind of like if there's something you're passionate about, putting that energy into it and, you know, you'll get you'll get something in return, you know. But, uh, yo, all right, so we spoke about fears. Um, let's talk about, like, dreams. When we first started the project, what were your dreams, you know? Mm, well, I mean, for sure, I wanted to like have like a music hub and then also be able to showcase that. And I mean, we kind of did that immediately, Yeah. you know, um, and really it's more of just kind of like continuing to do that, <laughs> continue to do that more often. But like, you know, we have other in envisions for third coast space, but um you know just like as with a person like the those dreams have kind of changed you know with even within even within the third coast space so Yeah, it's um the when we first started this, what was it like? Was it two thousand eighteen or nineteen? I'm not exactly, sure. but um, mm, it's like 2018 yeah, twenty eighteen. Um, so when we first envisioned this, we had no idea hit with a fucking pandemic. You know what I mean? Um, Oh yeah so I mean I, I was always going to move out to expand the vision and we're going to create as many artists as possible but I don't think anybody could have predicted um fucking COVID um do you think that like what do you feel like third coast space radio would have been had we not experienced the pandemic do you feel like we'd still be on par with
Like in da dude, in Dallas, Texas, bro. Come on. But I mean, there's still stuff going on here, but really real realistically though, I mean, I haven't even just been to those scenes because I mean there there's some of them are still in the works, bro, you know. Some of them are still in the works. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, like, you know, sponsored advertisements and I was kind of like, a you know, something I wanted to ask as well, like just how you feel about the evolution of what's kind of going out there in a club scene, because I'm going to be a real man being out here in Colorado. OK, so we get bass music very hype, like, you know, and the house music dope out here as well. But that's about it. And, you know. The one thing Texas had going for it was it was diversity. Y'all still getting that out there or what? Bro, uh, diversity, I wouldn't really say, I wouldn't really say that. Like, when, I mean, you still got like, I mean, you still got like your rhythm shows, you still got your house shows, and that's it. You make it some like DMB shows, but it's not like, It's not really that diverse, man. And it could be, it could be now. There could be some spots I don't know about, bro. Cause like, you know, people started moving their shit to like Wednesday, Tuesdays, you know? Oh, yeah, And those I'm, industry days. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, nah, I'm not gonna do that, bro. I stayed in and, and worked on music and graphics, bro. <laughs> I feel that. so. Well, let me ask you, bro. What do you feel like the hardest part of setting all of this up was as far as, like, making Third Coast be a three, like, like a reality? How do you feel about that? Hmm. If if we had someone that could schedule, life would be a little bit easier. <laughs> Yeah, That's I feel about that. it, really. <laughs> That's about it, really. Yo, if we had a secretary for Third Coast Space Radio, like, not even just that, but, like, an executive administrative assistant, that'd be super tight. Let me ask you something, bro. What's the hardest part for you doing the podcast? I think the hardest part for me doing this podcast, honestly, is... It's more so matching the energy of the person who I am interviewing. It's a little bit like, you know, I I don't know if you motherfuckers have ever watched Naruto, but it's like ma matching chakra with the person. Because sometimes I might go into the interview a little too hype and that person isn't feeling that hype energy and I'm like, oh, I need to reel it in a little bit or it could be vice versa. But um, I think the hardest part for me is trying to make the guest feel comfortable about doing the podcast in general. Because I'm going to be real, I don't think anyone likes to talk or likes to talk about details about themselves. Um, Yeah. I, I could be wrong about people might, you know, they might be a little extra. And they appreciate that, which you could probably hear that in some of the podcasts. But um, the majority of producers, like, we're in the, like, we're just chilling by ourselves, you know, and we don't fuck with people. So it's
Yeah, I mean, I as as coming from doing an episode myself, I mean, I you know, I guess that is pretty hard. I I mean, for some people, I don't know. I recording your whole all your music and then talking about yourself. I mean, I don't know. Like some people don't even like to boast or anything like that. So I guess Yeah. I guess I couldn't make it. But I mean, shit, this is the time. <laughs> I know, I know, it's it's hard to you know do that, but it's like yeah. I mean, we reached out to you for a reason, you know. Yeah, and, and and don't get me wrong, most people on the podcast Well, I don't know. Let me ask you, what's your pre what like what's your pregame set? My. I have like a whole fifteen minutes, you know, like some like behind the scenes type shit. Like I usually chill i get craig going you know or whatever the fuck i'm using to record hey what Damn, are you doing that sounds sexy as hell, dude. My shit sounds like, so my dates consist of um, fumbling with the settings for about 20 minutes, talking to them, talking to them, getting to know them a little bit, um, doing several sound checks, and then about 40 minutes in, we're about ready to go, bro, to record, Okay. so... Oh, so it's yeah. So you gotta Yeah, bundle I got them a long, up. I got a long runway, bro. I just don't want to take up too much of their time, too. You know what I mean? So I'm just like. Same. Does it does it piss you off that? Let me ask you. Does it piss you off the fact that like we're in multiple states? Like, how is it to that we're in multiple states? Like, because we're talking about you know how we have to schedule and how that's probably like the hardest part for you, but like. Being in multiple states, do you feel like that's an advantage or disadvantage? I think the pandemic prepped me for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. so we good now because it's like normal as fuck. So, So. yeah, I, I mean, I was at first I was worried about it, but I mean, for one, I already knew we weren't doing shows anymore, you know, at least for the foreseeable future. And I just wanted to, I mean, because like I also wanted to see like. Because I kind of had wanted to also do a, a visual podcast, you know. I mean, we had both, you know, we both had nice studios to do that in, but, you Yeah. Yo, know. do you remember? Do you remember the YouTube? Uh, you we had visuals on the YouTube, you know, and I was working in it for a little bit. Yeah, We had I like know. what It the would first have been. first four or five episodes, but then YouTube was really tripping about copyright. I think that's the only thing Thanks. I kind <laughs> I kind of miss is like. that the energy being in with the person like in the same room you know um like i guess yeah i guess and not just being able not being able to do that you know it's almost as fun as like shit and going to the studio <laughs> it's just like you're going to record a podcast there today so Yeah, there's definitely something about like allowing that energy because not only can you like look a person, tell how they're feeling and kind of get a read off their, but I mean. You can just be a human towards them. Uh, that's probably one of the one things of, like us being in multiple states and, you know, trying to do most of this online. That's probably the biggest pet peeve. It's just like it creates this wall of indifference. You know what I'm saying?
Yeah, and I think there's always going to be that. I mean, that's why I got that. You know, I, I like to, you know, lose the conversation for about 40 minutes of the fumbling with the settings. So, I, you know, I might not need that, though, because I already I switched computers, though. But I don't know, man. We, I mean, this is working. This is working right now. This is Yeah. the, but at, at first, I guess, you know, it wasn't that easy. So. Yeah, we went through we went through a lot of uh trial and error with, you know, like recording and trying to figure that out. Like Yeah, every you know like it. It gives me that. It gives me that anxiety. It gives me that DJ performing anxiety. Yes. But the special one, it's a special one. It's a one like, cause you know when I, when I was DJing, bro, when y'all first got me, like I had like the fucking fucked up computer and I had to have like the whole other desktop monitor and shit. <laughs> Yes. and it's just kind of like it's the it's not only having the anxiety of like DJing, but it's like all this shit better work for the whole set, please. Exactly. You know, Because, so it's I mean, like. everyone wants us to be, well, you know, the idea is everyone wants to be 100 But at the end of the day, when we first started, it was a passion project that we started literally in a trailer park, you know, with one microphone. We're just talking shit. <laughs> um, Because people but, do. yeah. And it, it grows and it gets better than that. You know what I mean? But do you feel like, like, out of all the hardships, out of everything we've done, um, like, were there any particular, like, like, what was the hardest part? Like, did you have any, like, hardships or setbacks personal to you that kind of just fucked you up? Um. Not really. I mean, I will say there has been some episodes, some people that I have met that um, we we had like a bond. It was pretty cool, man. Like, you know, there was an episode where they, you know, sent like um, makeup and skincare products in. And I thought that shit was awesome, bro. I'm like, oh, shit, somebody that gets me. <laughs> you know, let me get some of this makeup. It's awesome. You know, shout out OP Mystic, you know, check out her makeup. Um, check out her music and whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, dabble in that too long. But shout out OP Mystic. But yeah, like I've I will say like, um, I I've met some. I don't know. I've made her closer relationships with some people. Um, like some I didn't have, and some I don't have. You know, I've done some episodes, and like that was it, bro. I'm pretty sure you got some of them, and never talked to them again. It's And that's kind of normal, you know, it's going to be like that. But no, definitely there have been some that's like kind of stuck around like in my closer circle. yeah So... i i've really i'm i'm very very proud of kind of just i don't know well you, you know you talk about the conversation with opm like when it goes shit and those conversations are probably like when it like kind of riffs i appreciate that a lot because we get more into the humanist side um but as as far as like you know like hardships and shit goes um i really feel like that is probably one of the most intense things to do kind to get the human side out of the artist and i think that just might be with just you know what i mean No, and I, dude, it's, it's harder on such as like 
just even like a deeper level because i mean isn't that what we're all trying to do you know so it's like it's like even with them showcasing people make music i mean why do you know why people do anything that's creative in some some way you know so i guess doing that one thing and then also talking about it like yeah i guess that it does take a lot but you know Shit, that's what the podcast is here for. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because let me ask you, do you feel like, do you feel like we should like open it up to the public to where maybe, and this is kind of like one thing that I was thinking about, like as far as future ideas, I think that open it up to where it could be like, like a submission form where people are submitting because so far the idea Radio. Uh, Well, we it wasn't we can if it's well perhaps we'll probably have to talk about this off record right. yeah It wasn't necessarily even like the idea, but like the fact that it got so word of mouth and no no I definitely I definitely no I have some ideas for that actually but yeah this will have to be off the for record. a different call this will have to be for a different call because like The thing is, is like, it can always be on the website, you know, so, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll say that for a different call, but I will say for sure, doing the podcast, um, if I didn't have some of the skills that I didn't have already, it was, it's pretty challenging, you know, um, and I think um shit doing it you know a lot of my skills improved um just because you know you got to put the work in man <laughs> you gotta put that work in You feel like you feel like the third coast like journey, like okay, state state of violence right here. If you could have one million dollars, where would you third coast based radio podcast? What would your vision be, or not even necessarily vision, but how would you better the infrastructure of third coast? Um, hmm. That's a good question. It's a good question, Rashad, because if anything, I would probably just um hire some some people to help with the work. <laughs> Honestly. That's funny. That's funny, dude. That's the only thing I can think. Of. Yeah, that's Three, pretty much it. three to seven people in this bitch. Yeah, I don't know, man. How you feeling? Should we wrap it up here? Well, y'all like this, man? We may, dude. You know what? There's some things that because we can go on, we can go on, but we have a guest we have waiting, and I know they've been ready to spend this whole time. Before we introduce our guest, um, mm -hmm. I have to ask: Where do you see the project in the next five years, man? Um. So where do I see the project in the next five years? I'm trying to trying to envision this if we don't have people hired right now. And I'm trying to think Yeah, of it without it's just the shadow me and clones. you. <laughs> but is it working? I mean, I, I could, I, yeah, yeah, I could probably sustain it for sure. Like, no problem. I would have to switch jobs, though. I would have to get a little bit more lazy and be at the house and shit. Yeah, I can't be slaving, but...
I mean, I hope to see us in a place together, in a studio together doing this and flying people out. That would be nice. What about you? Flying people out would be super sexy. Um, I know, dude. People like to fucking take flights. I I don't like to get on planes, you know, but... I, I think the foothold into the underground, I'd like that to go deeper and I'd like to expand a little further because we started, you know, season one with just the homies or whatever. Um, but people have been commenting on our podcast had you know previous pretty light members we've had people internationally australia all sh like shit like that um I, I would like to dig a little bit deeper into the underground local scenes where we are texas colorado so 2022 into 2023 like how you feeling man um <clears throat> In general, or for Third Coast Space Radio? Um, let's go with both, man. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good, man. Um, pretty good. Like, I've, you know, I've been seeing a lot of, the, like, just people I follow, you know, doing music stuff-wise. And, like, I mean, you know, I like when people just kind of go all out. And I kind of see a lot of people just also like, just kind of like, fuck it, you know? But yeah, I kind of, I kind of, it's kind of funny because it's like when you do music and stuff, like, you know, that's almost a mindset you have originally. So I'm just kind of like, what made y'all forget? So it's good to see. I've, I feel that energy too, because I'm seeing like a lot of people coming out of the woodworks releasing music. So like, I, I feel happy for music. And I guess like, <sighs> You know, I it could be smiling in a burning house, but like for the music's sake, I feel pretty positive about that. And if that's booming, you know, Third Coast going to be blossoming because we're going to be looking for it. So I'm pretty psyched about that, too. So and I mean, you know, I love doing this. music so i always kind of look forward to it it's just that scheduling shit that's the only thing <laughs> but you can't win everything right so but you know what i think though <laughs> i will say i do i you know i would like for some of the conversations too to get like a little bit more personal and a little bit a little bit more real because i know there's i know some people there's some shit that some people don't talk about and it's you know Yeah. like like it i think it's important to talk about like that dynamic of like even trying to like pursue something and trying to be a, a like a mentally stable citizen in society and just even just doing this like today like it's kind of like You know, like shit. Sometimes I think about like, damn, man, is this this bar gonna fucking get a DJ robot tonight and just be like, well, fuck, <laughs> fuck Luna, man. We have this dude. You know, he's only gonna be cool for so long, but it's still kind of like within something that could happen. You know, so it's Yeah. just kind of like if you don't really have that passion for it too, like, you know, I don't. What what are you doing it for at the same time? You know, so. It, it, it would be 
And, you know, we, we've had a couple of people open up on the podcast like that where they get a little bit more interpersonal with us. It would be nice for people to peel back the layers a little bit more to where yeah. you get. I think that's on us, though. I think we have to and I think we have to in, open that door and have that chair out because, like, you know, we. You know, I guess like coming to us to do an interview, it's like you're coming in, stepping at like a job. You're not really like, because I mean, I guess a person can go deep within themselves talking about something like that, but it's like, I guess they're trying to talk about themselves in their best light, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, I I don't know. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but yeah, I would like to have some, some, cause I know there's some more personal things, but some people may not be comfortable with that and that's fine. That's okay. But I would like to like, for even just listeners that are like younger audience or just like people, um, you know, I, I'd rather us kind of be factual and just, just be honest with like the music scene and just in general. Cause like some people, they'll still dive in even knowing all of that. You know, and I'm like, Godspeed, brother, let's go. But um, I'm not, you know, I'm not also trying to be the one to sell a dream like that, you know, uh, surrounded in smoke. So. Yo, Luna, it was incredible to shoot the shit with you. And we Indeed, brother. Going into 2023. Um, you got anything that you want to say to before we introduce your bad boy or what? Mm, we got a lot of fire music's coming. Woo woo. A lot. Oh. So y'all be ready, man. It's going down, yo. Or not. Nah, it's have, gonna come regardless. So we haven't even fucking made it to the halfway point. Yo, they're Coast Base Radio fam. Thank you so much for listening to me and Luna shoot the shit for a little bit. Let's go ahead and introduce my boy Keenan Matthias so he can fucking shut it down. And then we'll get into an interview with him, yeah? Later.
Yo, that mix was bonkers. Super sex sauce. Yo, we got your boy Kenan Matthias on the line. Say what's up to the people, Kenan. What up, everybody? Yo, man, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, let's just go ahead and just jump right into it, bro. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who's Kenan? Uh, where are you from? What's your background? Uh, sure. My name is Kenan Matthias. Um originally from Arizona and then lived in Los Angeles for a little bit. And I am currently in Salt Lake city, Utah. Um, it's probably might sound like sort of random, but I'm like a big snowboarder. Uh, and like my other kind of like my career sort of brought me here too. So I've been loving it so far. Um, but also on the flip side, if you're moving here for skiing, it sucks. So don't come out here. (laughs) Yeah, man, I, I, I've yet to explore Utah. Um, I'm out here in Colorado. I want to go out there because I just I think it's really beautiful from what I see on the pictures. But yeah, I don't think I, I, you're bold to live out there. Like, I don't know, maybe Salt Lake is a good place. But shit, I'm like, what are y'all doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got like there's the pros and cons for sure. Um, some of the like local uh, I don't know what you, what you like local government sort of influence and stuff um religious influence is like still there but it's definitely moving out quick um at least from like what i'm told to um and then we get like this lake of or like inversions pretty bad um like any valley next to mountains kind of will sort of get it i don't know if denver does but phoenix arizona used to i remember as a kid but they weren't as bad uh, here in utah like if you don't know what an inversion is it's like I'm going to like butcher how to explaining it, but it's like warm air is trapped beneath a layer of cold air. So there's clouds that trap in all the smog and stuff. Um, and the air quality will get like really trash. It's just like muggy and brown. You can't see for like half a mile. Yeah, it's gross when it's bad. Yeah, I don't think we get that shit that bad out here in uh, Denver, at least. Maybe in some other areas, but no, not so bad. But uh, let me ask you, like, um, you know, your musical background, like, um, do you have any? Were you classically trained? Were you, like, in band? Did you have any instrumentation? What's your what's your musical background? Mm, it's definitely not traditional, but kind of, like, all over the place. Like, as a kid, I was always, like, interested in music. I was just thinking about this today. Like, as a kid, I was thinking to myself, what is that part in the song that hits, like, very repeatedly? And it was the snare. Like, after I became, <laughs> like, dove into creating music, I was like, oh, it's the the snare. It hits on the same beat throughout the entire song. Um, but, yeah, like, elementary school I did. I did choir and band um, both. But only for a little bit each one i did each one for like two years like choir i was like i was like super young like fifth and sixth grade and then band was like sixth and eighth grade um something like that i played trumpet Uh, my (laughs) band teacher was not not chill he was very stern for being like an elementary school band teacher which is probably why i did not continue into high school um and then yeah in high school i didn't really do anything i had a lot of instruments in my room but never 
dove into them too heavily. Like I had my trumpet, had like electric drum kits. I had a guitar um, and I just like fiddled with them a bunch. But yeah, never really like tried very hard, to be honest, Um, but was always super duper into music and just kind of like. Yeah, I don't know, just I loved music um, a ton. I was big into like anything the Neptunes and Timbaland were making um, back in the early 2000s. Those were all my shit. (laughs) Um, And I actually it was like an epiphany moment. Like, so the way I got into producing uh, was in college. I was a sophomore um, and there was a dude I was following on on, I think it was like Tumblr or Twitter. Um, But I was following him because of snowboarding. He's a, he was a snowboarder out of Oregon. And then he and his buddy like picked up producing. Um, And we had chatted, you know, online, like with the, it's like people that are just on the internet, you kind of get it, you know, (laughs) you're like, yeah, (laughs) I kind of talked to this guy like here and there, but not really like, um, so I don't know. I was like, I'm just going to DM him like, yo, how are you doing this? And I because for some reason in my brain, it never dawned on me that you could just like make music on your computer. And I was I was like 20, 21 <laughs> by this time already. And then he was like, yeah, dude, it's on Ableton. And I was like, what? And so I just went crazy deep into it. Like I'd always thought you needed like a studio for some reason. I was like to record yeah. music. You just you have to be in a studio like that's. For, and, which was so silly because like I, cr- on like the creative side of things I'd been taking photos and like making like really bad graphics and stuff on my computer since right. I was like 13 or whatever with Photoshop and I don't know why I was never like oh I bet I could make a song or edit a video uh, both of those things I for some reason was just like you can't do that yeah well it's kind of one of those things where you know like well in like formal school settings they don't really present that software to you because like even with being like in band or in choir and shit everything's like on paper and you're like Mm -hmm. you know they don't really present that shit to you i wish somebody would have showed me ableton when i was a fucking freshman or fucking you know or any of that shit they don't they don't present that to you so i totally understand that yeah, it was like two different times in my life. I was like, wait, I can just do this in my bedroom? Like, I, <laughs> like the first time was with video editing. I was like 16. And it was the same, same exact kind of thing, like thinking back on it. Like, I was playing Counter-Strike. <laughs> this is so Nice. Lame. Fucking love but, Counter-Strike. <laughs> dude, yeah, big Counter-Strike nerd for a long time. I have like three or 4,000, who knows, hours. But I played the game. <laughs> I was on teams and whatever. And dudes on my teams would like make edits of our matches, you know, like the highlights and stuff. Yeah. And it was the same thing. I was like, how are you doing that? And he was like, oh, dude, I have Adobe Premiere, like Sony Vegas, like on my computer. And I was like, oh, my God, what? You could just do that in your room? (laughs) So I tried video (laughs) editing. I was really bad at it. But um, yeah, pretty much the entire same situation happened when I discovered that you could download a DAW onto your (laughs) home PC. Nice. So did that the moniker, well, it's like a self self-titled moniker that was that always your was that always your project? Where did that moniker come from? I mean, did you know, did you feel like you always wanted to go that way first or did you have like another project with a like a, you know, some type of different alias? 
Um, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, I started producing, I'm pretty sure I was 20 or 21, um, and was just deep on SoundCloud, and, like, truth be told, I'm, like, when I'm unsure of something I'm doing, I'll, like, look at what other people are doing and then try to, like, you know, go from there. Um, but my, I want to say my first like alias was like something really lame like 10 feet tall or some shit <laughs> just dumb i'm five nine um <laughs> you went for it though bro <laughs> yeah i was like nah dude this it sounds cool you know like i sound it sounds cool uh i floated it to some friends they were like yeah that sounds cool whatever i could see it uh <laughs> i'd like <laughs> i couldn't even like put drums on the timeline by that time you know and i was already just so ahead of myself um <laughs> Gotta love that and then, first, that confidence, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I need a name. I'm like, I can't even make a song. <laughs> Straight up didn't even know. Like, stupidest thing. I'll, I'll come back to it. But one of the funniest, the whole moniker thing, but one of the funniest things is, like, that snowboarder guy. His name is uh, Woods, Woods Moore, Woods Vernon Moore. He used to go by Suma and then something else. There might be some listeners that, that um, recognize that name. It's out of Bend, Oregon. He made bass music. And I would hear some of the stuff. Him and I think his homie, his name was Tristan. Um, and I would hear some of the stuff they were making. And so I was like, he he put me on. He was like, you need to get a DAW. Like, pick whatever one. I picked. I actually downloaded all of them onto my MacBook at the time. Nice. <laughs> I think I even had Cubase. Um, not all of all of them, but like all the popular ones and then made a bunch of hot garbage and I would show Woods and he was like, dude, what are you doing with the drums? And like I straight up, I'm not even kidding, like didn't know that the snare goes on the three or the two and the four or like whatever. I was just throwing drums on the timeline like this sounds cool, right? And then it would basically <laughs> it was like a marching band of noise. Um, and he's like, so this, this is having a stream of consciousness with the music. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is not good. Like. Just kind of tell me he's like he's like here like watch this tutorial on like drum composition basics or whatever um total sidebar but um i did around the same time i was like figuring out what whatever i was doing um i did go by the name like magna suda which was like way too try hard um magna being like the great and then suda i don't even remember like suda like the great something and i think i ran with that for like probably like two months um which is like unfortunate because i put a song out on a comp with a a collective called like woozy at the time from australia way back in the day um shout out mark and tom from australia mark's actually uh quiet bison's manager now which is so sick um yeah, small world, kind of weird, but yeah, put a put a song out. I think I put two out under Magna Pseudo on on their like collective back when like those SoundCloud collective comps were like a big thing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. I was just all it always felt weird, like trying to make a name for myself. And I I've always liked my my name, been a fan. Shout out my parents for putting the name together. <laughs> it flows. It flows. <laughs> yeah. It, and uh, I don't know. Some some confidence was built up too, probably growing up. Like, 
at first when you're young, I have like my middle name is Matthias and people are like, what is that? You know, like a bunch of 11 year olds and whatever. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we we had like the eighth grade, like graduation thing. And they said my full name. They're like Tina Matthias and then my last name. And there was like crazy cheers. And I was like, what the hell? Um, and a bunch of like people that didn't know my middle name were like, yo, your name is so sick. And so I've always kind of held on to that one, you know. That's been a memory, core memory. Nice. Uh, and you know, SEO friendly. So here you it go. works. So, <laughs> like, um, when you're following, uh, you know, or I guess the the snowboarder that you were following at the time was that uh, the particular moment that you kind of decided this is what you wanted to focus on, or was there was there another like clicking moment where it was just like, okay, this is kind of something that I would like to take, you know, seriously. Yeah, the, I don't know. Um, I've always been sort of like, I have like an online hobby, like an, like a computer-based hobby. I've always had one. Like my parents, um, for some reason, bought, when I was 12, bought me like, state-of-the-art gaming pc uh, and, nice. and it yeah it was like <laughs> it was one of those things too they like held it over my head for like the next like three birthdays but <laughs> they're like you know that pc we got you um but yeah they they got me this computer and i had it for a, a super long time like from like sixth grade to college i always had a pc that was like capable of you know doing things like video editing and whatever so just like downloading programs would it was I was never like held back in that regard. Like Photoshop, I'm sure for a lot of people would like turn your computer off back in the day, you know? Yeah. Like you put Photoshop on the parents Dell and that shit is just like and then done. <laughs> Explosion. <laughs> yeah, like it's going to heat up and then turn off. Um, and and so, yeah, I've always just had like that sort of hobby going on. Um, grew up like skating and stuff as well but in phoenix it's so hot that when it was too hot you know i was just glued to the computer and so yeah and like i was saying earlier like always been music's been just something i like enjoyed a, a bunch i never like pursued it like seriously at all um but then when it dawned on me that i could you know work on music the same place where i edit photographs I would just go back and forth for a little bit. Um, and it seemed like a cool thing to learn. Like I like, I like learning stuff. I'm one of those people that has like way too many interests, you know? Yeah. Jack of all trades and you're like stretched thin trying to learn fucking everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like luckily I've kind of like narrowed it down these days, like play video games when I'm feeling like a homebody go out into the mountains when I want to like do my thing um like work on music but yeah like going back to when i started yeah woods put me on i was really bad really 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 bad um watched a bunch of youtube tutorials was just asking a ton of people questions like dming people on soundcloud like crazy some of them were probably like totally blowing smoke up my ass like one guy told me like the kick in his song was like um like he recorded himself like popping a champagne bottle and he was like that's the kick in my song and i 
brought that up to in another conversation with someone else and they were like yeah i think that guy's totally fucking with you <laughs> i was like oh man um yeah i don't know if there was ever a moment where i was like i need to i'm gonna like do this like for real like try and pursue it per se like e- even yeah. now um but just making music and then i was like getting okay at it and i would get really excited about my songs and i i was like i don't know like i'm not good at promotion so i wanted to dj them so then that was like my next thing was like okay i really like the stuff i'm making like i'm hyped on myself at the moment i don't know if other people are so maybe i'll try and learn to dj and so then like like junior end of junior year in college i bought myself um was it whatever i was still in college i bought myself um a tractor and so then i was like djing you know a couple times a month around in flagstaff um i'd go back down to phoenix i was like 2017 ish um and then, yeah, I was like, this is all so much fun. <laughs> and, and like, I think I said it, or I can't remember if I said it earlier, but, like, I would watch, like, festival stuff, like the live streams, you know, from just, like, EDC and that yeah. sort of stuff. And I'd, like, watch, like, Boiler Rooms. Um, and, yeah, I've always just been, like, kind of a fan of, like, that scene or that culture, I guess, like, bringing a bunch of people together, playing music, and just like having a kick-ass time and then i just got like more and more into like like deep underground like raved sort of things and less less into like festival stuff because i think there's like there's kind of a line drawn between at least in the u.s i don't know about overseas i think once you start to move away from those like the main stage and the mainstream shit for sure it gets deep for sure yeah um and so yeah i think i don't know there's like a a interest and an enjoyment thing just has always kind of propelled it just keeps going um (laughs) and i think within like really the last two years like in 2020 i had put out i think that's when that ep with saturate had come out um and even then i wasn't super pumped on my stuff even though like i had just said like i was pumped i go through these phases dude where it's like oh my god you know like the stuff i'm making is the best i've made so far and like i'm hyped on myself and then i'll kind of i'll feel like i'll plateau and then i'm like not super hyped on myself anymore and then i have like a weird i have like a weird moment this I, I just like level up kind of you know like i'm just exponentially better than i was like a month ago and i can't it's i don't i don't know if it's like all the information and practice is like what i don't know what the word would be 
but just it's like, like playing it's like playing like Morrowind or like uh I think it was Morrowind or like fucking one of those Elder Scrolls games, Oblivion or Skyrim or one of them. But it's like, you know, you you go and you have to rest upon the experience you gained before you can actually level up. So like yeah. that's that's kind of what you go through. You just gotta but I'm not even gonna lie, dude, when that shit came out, when that saturated EP, I, that shit blew my mind. So <laughs> it was dope <laughs> shit. But I totally understand like once you kinda like release something you kind of detach from it so i i understand that yeah yeah it was it was a lot of making that one was a lot of trying different things that i hadn't really tried before and also i had like this v- sort of yeah like theatrical like concept vision idea it was like a whole concept ep thing in my mind that like drove it all forward so that was like that's what that was. <laughs> I don't know. How, I can't remember how I got there, but um. yeah. No, I've I've evolution has been super sick too. Trust me. Uh, but let me ask, like you know, being on this you know musical journey, like or you know, you've you've done a lot of shit creatively, but like the musical path, do you feel like it might have taught you something that you probably wouldn't have learned otherwise? Just like in life in general. Yeah. Mm, yeah, probably like humility. <laughs> there's a lo- there's a lot of like is that the word I'm looking for? Like humility. There's a lot it's like a lot of uh, a lot of artists have like that issue, you know, where they you're kind of like putting yourself out there, you know? It's like here's yeah. a thing that I created and then it's kind of a bummer. Like in any any art medium, you know, paint, video, photography, like you're all, you're cre- like creating something and then you show it to like strangers potentially. And you're like, is this good? Like it's a whole, it's like a weird like validation thing and it sucks that yeah. it, it is, but like, I think it's relatable, you know? And so there's anything that, <laughs> I don't know. Like with photography, I didn't really have that sort of issue because like I always felt confident in my photographs, um, which is weird because I don't know, like, again, you know, you kind of like look back at your old stuff and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what was I doing? <laughs> um, yeah. But like always in the moment, like taking photos for some reason, like that's something that I, I do. And even if I'm not like that great, because there's definitely photographers that, you know, social media like lets you know, like there are some crazy sick photographers on this planet <laughs> and yeah p- people that are doing like concept stuff and like crazy portraiture and like event photographers even like a lot of those people make cr- like just insane photos um but uh, yeah i don't know like with music it's always been like i'll like put it out there and like i'm like i don't want to look at it because i don't know <laughs> i don't want to look at that anymore people are right. probably gonna think it's dumb or whatever stuff like that yeah Um, so you kind of take that and you want to have like 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 you said that humility you want to release it with that humbleness and not expect the validation so you know i I think Mm -hmm. that's a i think that's a good thing to learn because a lot of people especially in fucking whatever this social media bullshit culture we got going on now like that that uh that like button dude it's such a little small dopamine boost to people and <laughs> it's just not not fun you know 
Yeah. Like whenever I see an artist that is like trying to thank their fans, you know, I can kind of, not that I have a lot of fans, but I kind of get it now more than I did maybe like 10 years ago when I was like a young or like a young adult teenager or whatever. Like when I was like 17, you know, people go on, you watch the Grammys and they're like, I'd like to thank like all my fans for listening. You know, like I wouldn't be here without you. It's like, that shit is real. That's crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this many people, enough people like listening to this person's stuff enough times that they you know are globally recognized like that's yeah that's real shit that's crazy yeah it's 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 an interesting thing for sure um but let me ask um is there like a any artist you know like that you're a super fan of that you feel like you know like who who inspires your particular soundscape today that you know you're one of the fans that that artist would be thanking you know what i mean who do you feel like there's someone out there that like inspires you that way um i think if there well yeah like if there's any any one person that like inspires me to kind of like let go of of things that you know like second guessing yourself or like holding yourself back or whatever and i don't know if he even knows that like he inspires me this way but william crooks um he's like a longtime producer homie he was like one of the first few people that i like really connected with in the whole you know scene or whatever you want to call it um and it's just been like so sick watching him kind of go from producing on on soundcloud and like putting out beats and stuff to like singing and releasing like these heartfelt kind of records and now he's just kind of like fuck it dude like this is the shit that i make uh and it's banging (laughs) and and he's kind of doing he's doing it kind of just you know all all independent and it's it's cool to see like no holds bar like this is willie crooks this is how he sounds this is his thing you know and so like if there's anyone that i guess inspires me is that is that what we're talking about there's anyone that inspires me it's it's that fool for sure (laughs) Um, even though we don't make like similar music, um, within like similar sounds, like electronic and like rave and, and club club stuff. Um, shout out Aaron from X and G. Uh, he's kind of a newer friend, but that fool is crazy talented. He lives here in Salt Lake and I've always been a fan of X and G and like his productions in particular. He's making some crazy stuff. He's got crazy just talent like i don't know i was at his place watching him kind of throw together a remix just for fun the other day maybe a couple weeks ago and i was just like man this fool just his brain works so fast and he makes like really banging go ahead yes no i was just gonna say their 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 fucking songs are next level for sure i I love their sounds Mm -hmm. man super good shit for sure yeah so cool so cool and like just the energy and like the impact that the tracks have like i don't know their flow is crazy that's like something for sure that a lot of people i think recognize is like their rhythm is just next level hell yeah but i'm hella inspired by a lot of people on many levels (laughs) so let me hop into your mind as a producer um, I know you said, you know, when you were first trying this shit out, you basically 
download it, you know, all of the major dolls that everyone is using. Um, so, like, what what is your favorite doll out of all of them? Uh, yeah, I use Ableton. That's the only one I've really used. I did, I tried out Logic and FL Studio um, and Cubase, but pretty much like right upon boot up on Cubase. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, like, how do you feel? Do you feel like, like the Dodge is the tool? Do you feel like, cause I mean, we get a, like a, a lot of Ableton heads, but we have a few other producers out there that like to use a bunch of other shit. So what I mm-hmm. have to ask, like, do you feel like it's just a tool or do you feel like, you know, like certain dolls might have certain advantages over other dolls in certain areas? I think that the the one of the most important things I think within the DAW that you choose is how well do you mesh with like the interface and the the general like workflow habits that the DAW will um, kind of like push you into, and so that for sure is why I chose Ableton. Like, first of all, just looking at like a blank canvas on Ableton for some reason, just kind of clicked in my mind. I was like, this is this part of the thing. And there's this part over here and that, and like, you know, it's all kind of visible for you. Um, I still have never used the other view. I honestly, what is the name of the session? Session view? Yeah. yeah, Which one? The vertical one. (laughs) Like, yeah. Session view. (laughs) Yeah. Still have never really messed around too much with that. Um, I, I I liked FL's little sequencer like that was really cool um, yeah. kind of like actually figuring out like a drum loop you know like just throwing and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing but like throwing stuff into that made it easy to kind of like build a loop and you're like oh sick like I've got a rhythm that's crazy um so yeah, like part of me is like, yeah, it's just a tool because you can kind of you can make any song and whatever doll you want. But I yeah. think like these days, so many people are self-teaching themselves how to use the DAW that like you can kind of be like, yeah, it makes sense that they do use this doll. Like once you find out, like once I found out that Amanu is an on FL or like Quiet Bison, like they're both on FL, I was like, oh my yeah. It's kind of like sense. <laughs> for some reason yeah because the like just the workflow when you look right. at it you're like oh yeah like watching them work in the daw you know like imanu streams and you watch you watch him throw a track together and you're like yeah this makes sense how he got there i guess like nowadays once you once you know like what you're looking at like when you can follow along you're like oh yeah totally right so what what is your um like you have like a blank doll in front of you like what is do you have like a go to uh you know VST or like a go to piece of you know um you know in 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 the software like a, one of the instruments do you use something all the time or even like a favorite piece of hardware that you kind of throw in like every track when you open it up like do you have one Mm, yeah like something the one thing that like really really helped me um was getting my first like actual midi controller and then the next thing was like the ableton push that i use that on every track um i have what is it the native native instruments like a25 or something like the little semi-weighted keyboard 
Yeah. Um, I use that and then the Ableton push and I'll, um, I pretty much always pick a BPM, a key, and then drums first. Like I will pick like the, the palette of drums be like, this kick sounds good with that snare and et cetera. And then I'll sketch out like a couple drum patterns, like usually like eight bars. And then I will, um, fiddle around on either the push or on the the native instruments controller yeah and just like see what happens i don't really ever like it's it's always drums and then from there i will either like if i'm really stuck like if i can't get a riff of um anything going really like if there's not like a repeatable melody like if i'm like this melody is not that annoying you know <laughs> or a baseline, I will um, just surf the internet like crazy for vocals to sample. And then I'll really let, I like a big part of my workflow, honestly, even if I've like already got something kind of sketched out with music and drums and whatever, um, a big part of my workflow is like letting a vocal sample kind of drive the emotion and like where the rest of the track will go. Um, and kind of how I see, like, or how I kind of want that vocal sample to influence the rest of the song. I, does that make sense? Yeah, no, <laughs> so it totally, many... totally makes sense. Because I'm just the only, like, I'm thinking about the song that you just released, uh, uh, the W-O-U or Without You. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like that that vocal, it just, it it pushes the whole track, but it's it's like, it's so... I don't know. It just makes me want to hear it every time, and it's just a good song. So I don't want to. I don't want to fanboy right now, but <laughs> I fucking. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I like that track, man. But I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, I appreciate it. So um, do you feel like? Do you feel like like um like producers have like too much? Do you feel like shit's overwhelming? Like, is there like like too many plugins? Like with you and Ableton, do you feel like you use mostly? um kind of just the the in-house you know plugins or do you mostly go to like separate vsts and shit for that like how do you feel about that i'm kind of on that tip where it's like learn what you have sort of yeah. thing because just for me mentally it's like actually so fucking overwhelming because there's like there's like four big companies and they all make the same like they all have limiters, they all have EQs, they all have compressor, and it's like, dude, I don't. They all have a different interface. Like I don't fucking know, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> I know what each one is supposed to do, but like which one has better quality? Like what you know? And it's just right. like too much, too much to think about in my brain. Um, and I'm like, the stuff that Ableton has in here sounds pretty damn good. Um, I'm trying to think of like third party stuff I use. I I use um, Fab Filter, just the EQ um what's another thing oh kilohertz they have like a bunch of fun little plugins like yeah their um transient shaper i really like that a lot especially for kicks and and things like that and honestly like putting the transient shaper on like synths and stuff sometimes can get pretty cool um uh, what else i like trance gates or just like gates in general these days anyway like those that's like a plugin that i've been on or like a style that I've been on for a few months. Mm, I don't know. I write like all of my drums are just audio. Um, so I'll kind of like shape them by like 
cutting pieces off or you know like fading things or whatever mm -hmm. um almost want to open ableton because i can't even think <laughs> <laughs> i don't use no. that many though to get try to like keep one of my <laughs> answers not super long-winded right no that's totally fine um we've had multiple producers they'll fucking open up a project just to like look at some shit just to make sure so it's totally fine. <laughs> this this podcast basically I like to compare it to fucking Joe Rogan. Uh, we'll, we'll go on for hours if we if if it goes down like that, you know. But it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've got like a handful of things. I have a bunch of isotope stuff, but don't really use it. Let's see, Echo Boat is cool. Uh, I saw Imana use that on a stream one time, and I was like, damn, that thing is kind of tight. So I bought that. Um, yeah, a bunch of kilohertz, just little plugins. And nice. then, yeah, just like the two, the two, um, like synth VSTs that I use really are serum and face plant. That's about it. Yo, and then, oh, thermal is a beast. Yeah, face plant's dope. Um, but my homie just put me on a thermal a little What's bit that? ago. It's a, I, I believe it is like a saturator type of thing. Okay, <laughs> nice. Not like, I'm not like real nerdy about these things, but there's like, it's kind of like trash too. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's good good for making your synths and stuff just sound insane, you know? Yeah, mangling some shit up. I'm going to have to check yeah. it out. Yeah, thermal. Because... I'm pretty sure you can... I I, I think that um, Splice has the payment thing for that as well. Hey, nice. I actually just paid off my... Uh, <laughs> I think it was fucking Ozone 9... Um, oh nice yeah ozone 9 and neutron i just paid that shit off like last month i'm like finally i'm never <laughs> yeah. fucking but as soon as you mentioned that shit i'm like fuck i'm gonna have to go check that out i'm probably gonna start <laughs> giving them some more money <laughs> yeah yeah i did that with uh rc20 it's literally like the most legit shit ever though because it's like you pay for it's like you're not paying interest or anything you just pay for it monthly like i don't know yeah and if you don't if you don't like the plugin you just stop yeah, you stop paying for it, the plugin stops fucking working. And it's just like, mm -hmm. I, I don't understand why all plugins don't do that shit. It's crazy. For real, yeah. It's like, if I like this plugin, then I'll pay for the whole thing over time. Like, it's, uh... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let yeah. me ask you, bro. I've been uh, kind of asking, this is a new question I've been asking this season. Uh, I don't know why the fuck I haven't been asking people otherwise. But like, you know, you said you like to do, you know, like music and shit. But like, what, what do you do outside of music? I know creatively you said, you know, you used to like do photography and, you know, uh, graphic design and shit like that. But like, what else do you do? What, what do you like to do outside of, you know, just to kind of do shit? Yeah, outside of music, um, play a lot of video games. Um, that's kind of like career wise. That's kind of like the industry that I was in sort of uh, for a little bit. So video games are kind of like up there on my main hobbies and then uh snowboarding um probably like it's if there's three things that kind of like define me as a human being uh it's snowboarding uh video games and uh music producing um but yeah like I got a dog so me and him we walk around and go on some hikes and junk and like that's that's a lot of fun honestly like I love dogs and I love my dog and getting a dog was at first extremely stressful. Like God forbid my old roommate listens to this and gets this far into the interview. Cause <laughs> Holy fuck, man. I, he, he has a French bulldog 
Yeah. And she is cute as fuck and just the goofiest thing. She's kind of a butthead, but like any bulldog is a butthead, you know? And the we lived together, me and him, for like four and a half years. And I was always like, man, I want to get a dog. Like, you got a dog. I'm so jealous, whatever, whatever. And and then he'd be like, when are you going to get a dog? And so like me getting a dog was like a topic. And one day (laughs) I was just like, all right, I'm doing it. Here it goes. You know, pandemic probably had a big influence on it, whether I knew that or not. But yeah, I got a puppy from a rescue and I was just like way in over my head for (laughs) (laughs) a couple months, spent a bunch of money on like, you know, all the necessary stuff. And then got him hooked up with like a trainer in LA, which honestly, you know, I think paid off. He's pretty fucking good dog now. Nice. Mm -hmm. Is that the, uh, is that the, uh, dog that's on your canvas for the, Oh yeah. uh... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's him. He's in some of the artwork. His name is moose. (laughs) Oh, moose is a cute dog. Cute dog for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny. What, what video games are you playing though? What are you, what are you rocking right now? Um, at the moment, so I go, I play FIFA and all when I don't really have like anything that's holding my attention for any reason, I just kind of get back into FIFA because it's kind of easy. You know, you just pick it up and like play some soccer. Nice. <laughs> um, so FIFA is always kind of on the back burner, but, uh, World of Warcraft, I've played that. Like I said, my parents got me that computer. Um, and World of Warcraft is the reason. i was was playing wow on like my mom and dad's pc and they were like stop using our computer it's killing it (laughs) so so they got me my own um shout out my mom and dad for paying that sub fee these days i'm like damn 15 bucks guys that's steep (laughs) damn is that that's crazy is so uh, world of warcraft that that shit's still going on it's been around for fucking ages that's crazy yeah since 2004 um i'm glad i never picked yeah. that i'm yeah i'm glad i never picked that one up i feel like i would have drained some fucking wallets for sure honestly yeah there's been like <laughs> there's been ups and downs with the game no doubt and i've kind of played through all of them not i'm not like it's kind of I'm, it's like a pretty casual thing like i just kind of get on and run around and do quests and you know kind of right. chill <laughs> but yeah, they dude, came was, out i wasn't playing Go ahead. The, none of the new stuff you weren't playing. Yeah, yeah, I was. I wasn't really playing regularly. Um, for for a few years, I'd play, you know, like off and on for like a few years. But, um, the new expansion came out. And I was like, "Fuck, dude! I like, I, I got to give it a shot." And honestly, I've been having a lot of fun. So I'm kind of like, kind of got me. They sucked me in again. Um, nice. What are That's other games? I don't Fortnite know. Fortnite did that shit, shit to me. Yeah, Call of Duty is pretty. I never, uh, I was never a fan of Fortnite. I, I really okay. So I was like one of the whatever the fuck you want to call it, the OGs or whatever, and like it was okay. And I think I got up to like season four, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this shit. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they, they build a log pass. cabin in front of you, dude, and you're yeah, like, dude, I'm out, bro. Like, what dude, the fuck? I'm telling you, you're like, this is fucking bullshit. That's I think that's literally when I stopped playing because people got really fucking good at building shit, and I'm like, this isn't mm. fun anymore. 
But then, like, they mm-hmm. just released that, like, zero build shit where there is no building involved. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Now it's just this motherfucker. Now let me just see how good you are. So, right. Uh, yeah, I got back on that shit and it hooked me in. I've been playing that like a motherfucker. Other than that, I've been playing Pokemon because they just released oh, cool. a new one. Yeah, and that shit's, uh, I haven't played Pokemon since, like, fucking, like, Game Boy Advance, Pokemon Emerald or whatever the fuck it was. So it's pretty over fucking whelming for sure. <laughs> it's, like, way too much shit to do. Yeah, I wasn't like a big Pokemon kid, but I had like some of the Game Boy games. And then I think like anyone, we were all playing uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. I was trying to have the most powerful Psyduck, dude, but they like limited me. (laughs) I think there was like world peace when Pokemon Go first came out, bro. Like, honestly, I just remember (laughs) seeing like people in the streets, just old people, young people, fucking black, white, whatever, just like all fucking looking for Pokemon. That shit was super dope, man. Dude, so funny. The house that I, the like the last like two years that I lived in Flagstaff, like during college and stuff, the house was right smack dab next to like the like a gym or whatever, like one of those points you had to defend. Yeah. And so me and my roommate were just that was it, dude. We were like, this is our, this is our thing. And so like we kind of played even passed through, like the the hype you know because yeah. we were literally neighbors with like i think it was like a church or something was next to us or, or like a boys yeah. and girls club or something like that was like, next a, like, to a, us. like a landmark or some shit right mm-hmm. yeah and so we were like obsessed and i was trying to have the strongest psyduck dude i wanted to be like notorious psyduck but they've <laughs> so hard to level the things because i didn't want to like evolve him you know i just wanted him to be like bonkers Psyduck, but they wouldn't let me get any stronger. They, they nerfed your ass. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got like, like, gate kept from being super Psyduck. That sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, bro, let me ask. So, I mean, what what do you got going on in the future as far as the Keenan project is going on? Do you got, like, uh, some new music coming out? You know, some live streams? I don't know. Do people even fucking do live streams anymore? Like some I did one, like- I believe. I like recorded a set for a live stream that was like November 2020, I think. It's called the Life Stream. I don't know if it's online, but I played like a whole drum and bass set. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, what's in the works? Yeah, I don't know. I got, I got, I just have like playlists with a bunch of remixes that I do for fun. Kind of help me like get out of a rut and like that sort of thing there's like it's actually not that many there's like seven some of them are out um my unreleased playlist is like nine songs that i'm like ready to or ready to go so there's definitely music on the way um been sending some stuff around to see kind of how people feel trying to like get the I don't don't know, man. Like, I don't have, like, a whole... There's no, like... There's nothing really pushing me to, like, do the artist thing. And I definitely want to. Um, It's, like, the dream is alive, you know? Because it would just be so sick. Like, I've been producing for seven years, and it was really just, like, a hobby on the side. And, like, it was cool because there was, like, a whole community online and in person and, like, I had, a, I had like a lot of cool interactions 
really early on, like even when I was making hot garbage, like I found myself like backstage with like Esta and shit at the fucking. Uh... It sucks because I can't remember the name. What is Joe K's label called? Selection. Yeah, selection. Jesus. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know that that was like a, like early on. I think that's like kind of what kept me going was like all these cool like the community was like so cool and welcoming. And so, yeah, like one of those core memories from like early music production days was like the selection. I think it was like the fifth year anniversary party, some shit like that. Yeah. Um, staying on topic. Fucking a. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got nine tracks <laughs> ready to go. I sent some shit. <laughs> To some labels. Um, I'm in talks with I don't it's called One More Thing at the moment for one of my songs. Um, I think it's getting heat up for like a free download thing. So if anybody is paying attention, um check out one more thing and I I'll have like a whole I'll have like a break breakbeat sort of track coming out on that. I'm pretty hyped on this this song. Cause it's it like it's kind of like, kind of like the the new wave I'm on. Not really big. Like I still listen and love bass music, like Eprom, G. John, Saruta, all the you know, Saka, all those fools. Like John Casey, that dude, his noisier remix. I think that shit was insane. Um, still still big fan of all that stuff, but I'm just not like I'm not making it anymore. And it's not like the scene I really want to be involved in and if that probably sounds bad no but... i know i know exactly what you're talking about they need to figure this shit out <laughs> yeah so, i don't like the scene at large too the just like an interesting crowd is drawn not saying like there's obviously good people like that no i know exactly what you mean are... like like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like the party has changed you know what i mean like like the party yeah. has changed a little bit, so a, a lot of people are kind of like removing themselves until like the vibe gets better. <laughs> yeah, know? back uh, in the day, back in the day, like this shit was I, not taboo, but like in high school, like I said, I've always really enjoyed music, you know. So I've I've always kind of been on like the di like the discovery kind of tip, you know, like where's the cool new shit at, and so I'd be trying to put my friends on to like crazy electronic stuff and they're like what the fuck are you listening to <laughs> and then now everyone's at, at festivals and yeah and all that and then they like there's also like a weird like metal head to dubstep pipeline that i can't really figure out yeah i, I think that the metal scene is chill those those are definitely some wholesome people yeah it's funny i mean dude i've been like fucking around like i've been here for a while i think my first show was tiesto back in like 2000 fucking 12 or some shit like that but uh Hell yeah. i was a met yeah, i was like a metalhead before this and then i went to the you know electronic music side but i think the metals the metal head to dubstep scene is uh especially with dubstep now because it's all that fucking the rhythm like that's that's what dubstep is now it's that rhythm dubstep we don't it's not you know the shit from back in the day like you yeah know. i don't know nothing about that <laughs> like yeah. i can't even lie whenever I'm de like all due respect, but yeah, I'm, I I don't know. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not a thing. 
Yeah, not a fan of it that much anymore. There's a couple of dubstep tracks that kind of get me going, but not not like it used to back in the day, that's for sure. Um, mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. Like, there's you know, if it's some good bass music, I still fucks with it. Like you named G John Z Prom all them all the fucking OGs and shit. If they drop a banger, then you yeah. know it's it's still gonna hit. But um, but yeah, no, dude. Yeah. Like the evolution of your shit has been tremendous, and I appreciate it. you're one of the few artists that I'm like. I love the evolution of his music. You know how some artists is just like, oh, they fucking changed. Well, how could they? But like with you, I'm like, oh man, this is going in the right direction. <laughs> like, sounds good. Good shit. That's yeah, that's crazy to hear, man. I don't know. I've never viewed myself like as a. It's just one of those like yeah, I don't know, like self reflection identity things. I've never really been like, I am an artist. I am a musician. <laughs> this is right. who I, I am. A producer. Like, I don't know. Like, I on the bass music thing back in college and stuff. When people are like, "Oh, like, what are you making?" You know, like I would say like bass music, and then you know everyone, "Oh, dubstep." And I'd be like, "Well, no, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> not like to to you, like the layman. Okay, sure, sure. we can call it dubstep, <laughs> but like not not exactly, right?" Um, <laughs> so. Like on the same like topic, like it, it, there's been I don't know what it is, where it's coming from, and I'm not like you know get lost or you know like you're not welcome sort of thing. But a lot of people that you would never have thought you, you, in your personal life, you know, are like, oh yeah, I like electronic music, you know, like I'm into that stuff, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, wasn't this shit weird? Like yeah just five years ago even yeah. 10 years ago it's, uh, it's 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 interesting it's it's the new mainstream thing for sure you know yeah um, i'm definitely a little bit more comfortable to like talk about it though which is good you know yeah. what i mean when people are like oh you make music i'm like yeah i make electronic music and now it doesn't feel weird whereas before i was like yeah, I make electronic music, man. You'll probably think it's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you don't want to listen to it, whatever. But now I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, go stream my shit on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, like no fucking selfless promo at that point, for sure. Yeah, it's like everyone seems to like it. Like, I just got in the car with some coworkers today, and like, I'm still pretty new at my job. So I'm kind of like getting to know people. I don't I like everyone's super nice and stuff, but I don't just like know what a lot of them are into or their interests or whatever. And we get in the song or get, get in the song. We get in the car and the, the first song that they play, I don't even know the name. I just recognize it from hearing it like at a rave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. Like I did not pin you as like a dude who would like this stuff. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it for sure. The it, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, the evolution, because with the, with it becoming more mainstream, you get more of the mainstream kind of people, but it becomes more socially acceptable to be weirder, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's... It's like, I want to be nice to everyone, but, you know, not everyone is deserving <laughs> of kindness, right? I don't know. Which That's is like a really is. bitter and pessimistic thing to say, probably, but... You just yeah, like you, you you see some things and you're like, man, what the what the hell is going on? Yeah, like someone. Why do people to be, gotta suck? Yeah, someone needs to come clean this shit up and arrest some people. <laughs> <laughs> something. Who knows? 
For real. But um, let me ask. This is like one of my favorite parts of the podcast because it just, you know, uh, I I like to do a lot of SoundCloud surfing, a lot of rabbit hole diving and things like mm -hmm. this is um, like one of my favorite parts. But like the music first is so infinite. If you could recommend a couple of people to be on the podcast. And it's funny because I actually just reached out to you because I was like, I got to get this fucking dude on the podcast. But if you could <laughs> recommend some people to be on the podcast um, to showcase some of their original art like you did, who would you have on the podcast? Huh. Um, I'm not like totally sure. I feel bad because I don't really know who's been on yet. But... Definitely Geja, Aaron from X and G. Have you had them on yet? No, not yet. Aaron, I know Aaron more than I know. I think his name is Christian. I feel bad. I just met him, dude. Sorry, Christian, if you hear this. <laughs> or if that's your name, fuck. Um, Aaron's cool as hell, and he's big production nerd. He'll go away. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to speak for him, but you could ask him some technical shit. Um, nice. and he'll probably get real in there because we've had some cool conversations about like music and and production in general um we'll like go to a brewery and man we'll just like talk about like different scenes around the world different genres influence like history of music all that sort of stuff so he Sick. would be a good one for sure um let's see here Let's see, let's see. Um, if you can get like international people, only the next. He's from Ukraine. He did an official remix actually for Aaron's latest release with Suski. They did um they had an EP, collab EP, and then only the next did an official remix. Check that fool out if you have not heard his music. It is insane. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, dude, we'll we'll He's we, sick. Uh, yeah, once we get off this, I'll definitely link up and get all that uh, information from you so I can reach out to them for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Disaffected from the UK. They're, I mean, they they haven't put out a bad song, in my opinion. I've listened to their stuff all the time. The energy is crazy. They're they're like sound like the the sounds, the palette they use. It's like. They use like really old school sounds, but it's f refreshing almost. Like, well, it is refreshing. I don't know for me. Like, the UK has like their sound, you know? Yeah. And disaffected. Um, I don't know what they look like. It's two dudes silhouetted in their photograph, <laughs> but these guys from the UK, they're sick. And I, I would love to listen to like what they have to say about music and all that because definitely check them out they're crazy um gotta shout out my homie Seo for sure i think he would be probably like just as honored as i would be to that somebody wants to talk to him about music he's kind of a sleeper i don't know if um he, he's not online a whole lot he's online but not um he used to like run a collective in Arizona called Guild. And that was like another one of those like music things that kind of like when I was in Guild, shout out to them for like officially 
or like re- recognize me recognizing me as like an official member back in the day it's it's kind of dead now but when i was in guild i was not in a good place and like that shit like the collective and making music and playing shows with them really like kept it pushing for sure and he's super talented with the camera as well um he just put out an ep so definitely there's some fresh stuff for people to dive into and he's got a collab with sosus as well Nice. Um, we actually we had Sosa on the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Sao, in my opinion, needs to be Sable Valley's next fucking official member. But <laughs> I always t- I'm like, dude, like he he he's just like he fits Sable Valley. Yeah. To me. Maybe. We'll see what Henry has to say. We'll get him on the phone. Henry? <laughs> Yeah, no, check dude, out I can't, my Bosnian friend. I can't wait to reach out to all these people. It's gonna be, uh, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, once we get off of this, I'll, I'll get all the information, those links, so I can reach out. But um, where can people, where can uh, like if they're looking for you, where can people find you uh, on the social social webs? Well, I think this could be a good test, and let me know, random listeners, if you're out there, Google my name and see what happens because i believe i'm pretty seo friendly (laughs) so if you google keenan matthias i think possibly i'll pop up but yeah i'm i'm keenan at keenan matthias um one word on all social media instagram twitter i've got an underscore at the end but actually because i deleted my last twitter account because it was getting real brain rotty on my timeline it was (laughs) i couldn't figure out how to like get the stuff that was on my timeline off of it so i just restarted the whole thing um and i think somebody snagged my old handle and got it suspended so if anyone's out there i did not do anything incriminating i promise (laughs) um but yeah just at keenan matthias nice on the internet well, yo man Kena, it was super great dude i really want to thank you for taking the time to send us some of your music and showcase your art and talk to us about your process like seriously thank you so much man um i would like to give you this opportunity to um give any last words of wisdom to audience whether that's a producer up-and-coming producer that's listening that might need a little bit of uh you know some advice or just some words of wisdom to just people out there listening damn let me think i do i mean i don't see myself as a guru but i've had i've had a couple people lately kind of ask me like how to get into it um because like i said i'm new at work and so a lot of people are kind of like finding out that i make music and i've had a couple people ask me like where do i start like, well, pick a DAW, whichever one you like to look at the most, because you're going to stare at it for a long time. Um, and then, in my opinion, like, may- download, like, a sample pack and just just throw it in there. Like, even if it's one of those, like, sample packs that's, like, 
a, a building block sort of thing where it's like, you know, it's it's got the melody and it's got whatever, and all you have to do is like line up the stems. I think even that, like if you're starting from where I started from, super helpful. Because a blank DAW is just a bunch of lines and like a mixer, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Don't worry about <laughs> that stuff. Just get familiar with like what a song looks like. Because it kind of just looks like Legos, at least in Ableton, you know? Like, I tweeted a thing like a week ago, and it was like a screenshot of my DAW, and I was like, I don't, like, looking at it, this is just, this is Legos on a, <laughs> on a gray background. And, and to someone who's never seen a DAW, you're like, where the, where is the music? What in there makes music, you know? It's like, yeah, if I export this, it sounds like this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, throw some samples in there. Watch those tutorials. Definitely, definitely watch those super long ones that are like, here's all of the beginning knowledge you need for Ableton. 45 minutes. We're going to break it down. Like, watch those. Get, get an understanding of like what is where. Because that, the workflow thing, just being able to, to find shit, holy cow. And if you're like a little bit intermediate, advanced person, say you got some music theory, you don't need to worry about like, how, where do my kick drums go? Like you're past that. I think those shortcuts, if you could find like, like Ableton quick tips video or whatever DAW you're using, that's been sick. That's been, I've, I've loved that. One of my favorites is like control one and two now. Um, oh, fuck. I just closed Ableton. I was just going to make sure that uh, I had it right. But I, I believe it's control one and two. I'm on PC. So probably command on Mac. But that one I, uh, just changes the the grid spacing. Sub, subdivision, right? It, yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's like whatever. Like if you need the grid to be like one eighths or yeah bars or whatever yeah like that dude i abused that i had no idea (laughs) like it was it's one of those things you don't think about right yeah like i'll just right click or i'll just zoom in but no having that hot key yeah dude having that hot key is like nonsense right (laughs) dude yeah i i don't even remember i just watched a video and they're like yeah you know here's one that i don't think many people talk about and i was like holy shit and i find myself i like literally constantly using that it's so sick <laughs> you hear that fucking producers figure out your hot keys <laughs> yeah hot keys are huge i learned that that's like any creative that's inside of a piece of software learn your hot keys like i lived with two video editors and they were always like yeah you gotta know the hot keys um i don't know if this one's new too but the like control alt shift with audio and you can like scroll horizontally through the audio file no you know what i'm saying i didn't even know so about if you, that one yeah like so when i'm like looking for say like a phrase in a in an acapella or something that um i've definitely legally uh, obtained off of the internet of course um <laughs> if i'm like <laughs> scrubbing through it um yeah you just i, I believe it's control alt shift on pc and then your cursor turns into the little pointer finger and you can just drag it left or right to 
to yeah. scrub through that audio. Yeah, that's fucking new. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> I didn't. I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, I love that one. There's also another one I can't remember, but I think it's like control. It's another combo. It might be control shift or alt shift, but you can um, stretch audio on the timeline as well. So that's been super duper helpful. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that's can't think of any more. Command shift, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, I, that one's yeah, that one's pretty sick. Yeah, the, yeah, like yeah, learning all those hotkeys is helpful because I use a lot of audio. Fuck yeah, not big on MIDI. It's crazy. It's <clears throat> it's interesting. A lot of <clears throat> uh, at least a good amount of Ableton producers I know they they love working more so with audio files and arrangement view. Me and Ableton, I'm different. Like I, I fucking love MIDI and I love using Session View, but I'm just, I guess, I'm mm -hmm. fucking, I'm the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I think Will, I think Willie Crooks does a fair amount of stuff in Session and with MIDI too. I used to write my drums um, with the drum rack and yeah. all, all in MIDI, but I did that for a while, for like a few years, because it's so easy. You just swap drums in and out, you know. Um, but that, that's kind of like where I, I when I stopped doing that is when I started doing the process of like selecting my drums and getting all the sounds that I want to fit together before I even start writing. It kind of helps me like not get ahead of myself, but I, I do appreciate writing drums and shit in MIDI because it's, it is easier to just yeah. move and alter. Right. Well, yo, buddy, um, this was fucking fantastic. Um, I want to let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, like seriously, Keenan, thank you so much for your time. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say, dude. Like, I, I love doing shit like this. I love talking to people whose music has gotten me through the day. Um, so like for real, thank you so much for your time, brother. Yeah, man. I, I mean, you can't see me, but <laughs> I appreciate that like crazy. Um, this, this is the first one of these I've really done. So that it also means a lot that you would like reach out to me. And um, thanks, thanks a bunch, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. shaking my head over here. I just, it's like crazy. <laughs> Yo, so there you have it, Third Coast Good. Space Radio, season Space. four, episode thirty-three. Be sure to like us and the respective artists involved, as always. Happy New Year's, motherfuckers. Hope you're sticking to your resolutions. Don't be a bitch and stay cool. See you guys next month. Blow, pow, pow, pow.